Hello and welcome to a Sunday Reflection. My name is Paul Harvey and this is Life, Passion and Business. We're about helping you explore, finding your passion for life and the work that you do. But it's so much more than that. It's about finding clues to the big life questions. What does it mean to be successful? What is the meaning of life? If you're looking for more, then join me on this journey, where together we will discover through interviews, tools and tips, how to live life full of meaning, passion and purpose. Hello and welcome to A Reflection. Do you know someone who bitches and moans? I'm sure you do. And if you're anything like me, I'm sure you do your own moaning and whining from time to time. In this show, I'm going to be exploring that very human trait of complaining, moaning and bitching. And why it might not be so bad after all, and some strategies for change. So let's be honest, I can read something in the newspaper or in the social media and I can get into a right old moan about it. My trigger points are corrupt politicians and climate change resistance and a few other things. And all of those subjects can really get me going. Life can make it very easy for us to drop into a moan, particularly if we're in a conversation. You know, some relationships are built on the solidarity of a shared complaint. Not exactly healthy or constructive, but it's a bond of friendship. I remember phone calls with my father where he would get onto a pet subject of his and he would be seeking my agreement as a means of testing our relationship. And I have to say I was young and not always as supportive as I might have been or as he might have liked me to have been. You know, I'm sure we can all think about jobs and companies where a moan about the boss or the supervisor was part of the daily conversation. You know, from my early years in temporary jobs, the company culture was often a them and us critique. I've not been in those environments for years and I would, li- I would like to think life is different, but human nature being what it is, I suspect not much has changed. The question is, of course, is why is it so attractive? Why is it that we like to moan and whine about stuff? I think we're hardwired to do so. I think it's part of what makes us human because it activates our base feeling. It creates a kind of limbic response. And when it is reciprocated, it feels good. It connects us. So let's consider the different types of moaning. I think there are three, but there may be more. The big one that we see all around us is the shared villain. Now, I've touched on this a little bit already, but we see in the workplace and in organisations, politics and the media will stoke differences in society to create polarity and encourage joint moaning about the others. You see, because it builds a tribe and it encourages those people in the tribe to vote or campaign together. Now, we see this in causes as it justifies the protests or the campaign. The moan is a script that is being used to build energy and a reason for action to create change. So that's why bitching might not be useful, but sometimes the outcome might be. But for the most part, moaning is a cry for help. It's an expression of frustration with something we want to see changed. And often it relates to a perceived lack of power. 
Change moaning is another form of it. We've all witnessed in public situations where a parent is giving a child a hard time for some behaviour or we've seen people pecking at their partner. The objective is to shame them into changing their behaviour. Not a healthy situation for all involved, of course. And I suspect it's connected with low self-esteem and a victim mentality. And this brings me to my final example of the habitual moaner. Now, we've all met them, someone where nothing goes right in their life. Everything is a problem for them and, and the universe is out to get them. The anatomy of moaning is about three issues. It's tiredness of the situation, whether it's unwanted or disliked. It is fear that the situation will not change or might get worse. And it's overwhelmed by the tiredness and the fear and everything around it. It's kind of a self-feeding process. And the more moaning happens, the more self-feeding it happens. The moan is the need for an outlet. It's the need to express the frustration with the situation. And for some people in this change habitual group, they, didn't, they don't even know they're moaning anymore. They've completely become unaware of it, that they're dumping their frustrations on their children or their partners or their friends. And it is difficult to help them. But, you know, in some ways, it's good if we can. So, you know, how do we change it all? How, what can we do about it? Well, in a personal situation, the first step is to become conscious of our triggers. What is it that winds us up to the point where we'll vent to the people around us? Now, I know I can get into my stuff and sometimes I need to vent just a bit. And I've got, well, I'm, you know, I, you know, I need to vent a bit. And my wife just looks at me and smiles and that is normally enough for me to recognise I've been triggered. Fifteen years back in my coach training, we discussed how to deal with a client that wants to moan about something repeatedly. And we explored this conversation in the group and it was obvious that venting is important. Everybody needs somewhere to let off some steam, to let this stuff out. But there must be a time limit. When venting becomes constant, then the, the behavior becomes habitual. So when working with a client, I would suggest we set a timer for three minutes and they really go for it. Give us all, give us everything you hate and dislike about this subject or this person or this thing. Do you have something that's pissing you off? If you don't have access to a coach to explore that, I suggest you take it into a journal and really let rip with it. And you can have as long as you like because it's on paper. But the point is, once you've expressed it, there's often a calm space. And that is worth remembering, this calm space of the expression. When someone is a habitual moaner, they're not being of a, they're not getting enough opportunity to express this stuff and move through it. So in your situation with your journaling, when you've gone through it and reached the calm space, think of something positive that you could do towards changing the situation. It might be something small, from small acorns grow big oak trees. Try and find something. Now, dealing with people who are not you, dealing with moaning people, that is, you know, it can be challenging. You know, it's very easy to write people off as difficult or challenging, and it can be challenging to tackle those people. 
I know from my company days, there were people in that organisation who had a reputation. To some extent, it meant they were stuck in those roles because no one took the time to challenge them or pull them through or help them out. I'm sure HR in most companies deals with this far better. It's better than they did in the 90s, that's for sure. What effectively happened to those people in that organisation is they became abandoned. And what happens, it entrenches the behaviour. They become known for it and they do it all the time. If it's family and friends, it can be harder, but there's no option to abandon them. And the challenge in these situations is about the depth of your relationship. Will they hear you if you try and support them? Now I have a friend who's not a close friend uh, and they live alone and they have very, they have few daily connections. So when we do meet, they will express their woes with the world. And in the past, I have pushed back and got into very long conversations about it. What I've noticed, if I do nothing and just listen, the energy passes. They get it out of their system and we can move on. We change the conversation because I've not engaged the conversation. So they're not getting anywhere to feed it and we can move on. And the point is, they felt like they had been heard and they got what they needed. What we must remember is people who are moaning are in pain. They need to express it and be heard. The key is compassion and listening. Now, okay, if it is a family friend or someone you know well, do you know them well enough? Could you ask how they could change the situation? You know, Take a tip out of the coaching process. Can you be there for them to help them or find a solution for them? The point is pain can be a motivator for change. The moaning is the start point of recognition that life must move forward. In the coaching situation, it is the identification of a problem that leads to a plan that will change it. It's just amazing stuff. But you can see what I mean about moaning and whinging. While it's frustrating to listen to, it's actually a point of change if it's fed and if it's allowed to do, allowed to grow from there. Now, my final thoughts on ex, on the on the three examples. You know, I can understand how the shared villain is so prevalent in our society. You know, we have never lived in a time where society was more polarized. And the algorithms in social media have siloed us into echo chambers where the niggles are started and grown and developed. And it's kind of like making the whole situation worse. And if humanity is going to ever move forward, we're going to have to find a solution that brings compassion to where there's polarity. And that, my friend, is a conversation for another podcast. So that's it for me this week on this thing. You now give it a try. If you've got some moans in your body when we all have, get them out in the, in the journal, really express them and go through them. And if you know someone that's a bit of a moaning mini or whatever you want to call them, see if you can find a way of supporting them a bit to get them through that moaning process. And as for the social media stuff, well, you know, um, don't get involved is the best solution. That's probably the best solution. Wednesday, the next podcast is with a, a man from Australia called Arden Young. He's had an amazing journey that involved elephant conservation in Africa, farming, corruption, and ultimately prison. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it. 
Do check out the website, lifepassionandbusiness.com. There are over 300 conversations on that site and over 200 personal reflections, plus loads of resources to support you on this amazing journey that we call life. So that's it. As always, thank you so much for your time and attention. I'll catch you next time. All the best.